so it's on now. Right. And then we need to say hi. Hello. Hi. <laughs> I hate that. I am Brittany. Hi. Amy. I'm Amy. I'm a Ruka Rose on um, Instagram and YouTube. Uh, I'm Brit underscore Oakley <laughs> on Instagram, and that's kind of my only online presence. So <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Um, we're here starting a new brain baby. Uh, yeah. A new brain baby project, and we wanted to show it to you all. This is like our pilot episode. Yeah. We don't quite know um, how to navigate this yet. We just had an idea, and we both really felt strongly and passionate about it. So here we are. The name thing first. Let's do intros. Okay. Yeah. Let's. Brittany, can you everybody. can you introduce yourself, please, to the class? So I'm I'm Brittany, and I've had an obsession with human behavior and with true crime pretty much my whole life, since about the second grade when I got really into the O.J. Simpson trial. They let us watch it in school, which was probably questionable decisions um, on the part of many educators. And I've never heard of a school doing that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it wasn't okay. Um, but after seeing that, and just I've never heard a story like that, I'd never heard of anybody doing anything violent like that. I grew up in a really small town, so there wasn't a lot of violence or crime. And so it was exciting. Exciting, it was something just fascinating, and then I discovered Unsolved Mysteries. That was my next forte, foray, foray into Ferrari. Ferrari, that was my next Ferrari into um, like kind of paranormal uh, and more crime, unsolved kind of mysterious things. So it's always something I've been passionate about, and I'm gonna kind of talk about that aspect of things today <laughs> since that's my area of not expertise but deep fascination deep fascination yes. deep deep fascination i spend uh, a Incredibly lot of time studying the subject <laughs> on my own accord so yes. and then amy tell us about amy you. rose aruka rose um so i've been i've been interested in murder and uh paranormal things for a long time but not as deep as her i think <laughs> Um, You're not I an extremist. I will not, listen. Not an extremist. Control. I listen to it a lot. I grew up with my my mom listened to it all the time. She'd play it all night and she'd like fall asleep with it on. Yes. And I'd hear it just like from the living room, like in coming into my room all night. That's good night. parenting. It's great. That's it was great. Uh, I had I didn't wake up and hear people talking about murder every night. It's fine. Um, and then. Past that, uh, I really, I, left, I just listen to that, these stories all the time, but I don't remember the details. Like, yeah. I don't, like, keep it in my mind for a long time. I do keep astrology in my mind a long time. And you are fantastic and so at it. This so, is, this is my part here, is I'm going to be doing um, astrological interpretations of um, really connecting the astrology to what happened in real life. And with the unsolved things, I think it would be really interesting to get, kind of get like an energetic point of view of what could have happened. Um, I've been studying astrology for over seven years. Um, I'm doing, I do readings online. Um, I do all types of readings. Do my um, daily like, personal reading, I which have, I pay yes. for it and subscribe to happily. I have, I have a it. daily, I, on my Patreon, I offer daily personalized readings and general readings uh, and more, so you can check that out. Um, probably a link somewhere. Um, in, and the then, in the we'll, show notes. In the show notes. We're going to 
have show notes, and oh. we're going to have a link oh. in there with information oh. and facts. That's perfect. <laughs> and facts. Um, eventually, I want to get an astrology website set up. I've got tons of things, tons of content with that. Um, and my mostly, uh, my biggest presence is on Instagram right now. You can check out my astrology stuff on there. And uh, that's, that's most of it. That's most of my stuff. Sweet. So that's my intro. Bottom line, we're trying to do something that's got a marriage, if you will, between murder, paranormal activity, astrological reading, and then are you doing birth chart reading? Is that I'm going to be doing what is this is okay. terminology? I don't. There's going to be a lot of different things I'll probably pull okay. uh, because you can pull charts for tons of shit, like. It's our first swear. It's our first swear. I'm like, this is going to be a dirty podcast. <laughs> um, there's tons of of types of <laughs> tons of types. That's what it's all about now. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of different types of charts you can pull. So um, I'll probably definitely be pulling their uh, natal charts, and then you can also look at transit charts for around the times they were killed. Okay. Um, I can look at if they moved somewhere. Um, how that could have affected them. Because I know a lot of people will like, you know, they move out of the city so and that's a, something crazy that's happens. That's the theme of this story. Ooh, so I so will, we have a... Yes, we do have that. So if you haven't kind of put that together by now, um, Amy does not know about the story. She does not know the details. I could um, have heard, I've probably heard it before, but I don't remember the details. Right. So. And then I don't know anything about the astrology end of it, so we're going to be kind of informing each other and then having a conversation around that. Conversation. Conversation. So, um, we'll just go ahead and spoil, spoiler, bleh, spoiler alert. Spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. Spoiler alert. We are going to be doing an infamous unsolved murder of Elizabeth Short, better known as the Black Dahlia. So, Black Dahlia. I know this has been done a lot. I'm not going to try to outdo <laughs> any of the amazing people that are already doing a lot of this incredible research. I got my information on Wikipedia, mm -hmm. and other pieces of it um, are just, I don't even know the source because I've heard this story so many times from so many different sources, mm -hmm. and I've watched so much and listened to so much mm -hmm. about it. Um, that I picked up a lot of details from different places. I can't um, appropriately credit all the people that deserve that. But we'll go ahead and just kind of get into her life and yeah. who she was and mm -hmm. uh, learn about the star of our um, little section here. So Elizabeth Short was born in the suburbs of Boston, Massachusetts. She was born in 1924. She had several siblings. She had four sisters. And she, so I, I'm an only child, so I don't know how many sisters is too many. So apparently four is that number. It's it's too many. Yeah, I've okay. got one, so that's enough. That's okay. Well, one is also enough. One is enough. You don't need more than four, that. Four is too many. Um, so she was the third oldest. So not the baby. I guess she would kind of be maybe a middle child-ish in that setting. Um, and she was raised and spent most of her life there. Her dad had a really interesting job that kind of cracks me up. So kind of? <laughs> he built miniature golf courses. So his job in the 1920s is to go around and build fucking 
miniature golf courses. I've heard of people um, wanting to grow up and de design roller coasters yeah. and design theme parks, but a miniature golf course is way more doable. So it's like, yeah, exactly. He's like an It's like without the pressure of like people riding and falling no, off the rides. There's literally a risk. It's a risk-free idea. Like everybody, everybody is safe at mini golf. Um, <laughs> So he did that until the 1929 stock market crash. So this was wow. a huge national crisis, obviously. That right. was a big, big deal going into the Great Depression. So when that happened, he lost most of his savings, and the family became really broke. So you're talking a family of seven people, five little girls, a mom and a dad. Well, then there was a horrible tragedy. Um, his vehicle was found abandoned on the... Or on the Charlestown Bridge. I'm not good at landmarks, so Charlestown Bridge. Okay. Um, and it was assumed that he had committed suicide because his vehicle was parked there. He was nowhere to be found, um, and they assumed he jumped into the Charles River. Okay. So, um, of course, the mother uh, believed Phoebe. That's her mm -hmm. name. That's a good name. Um, believing that her husband had died, she decided she would take the the children and her and her daughters move into a really small apartment. And she got a job as a bookkeeper and worked really hard to try to support them, but they definitely struggled. Yeah. So early life was kind of had a had a big tragedy, and then fucking twelve years later, twelve. Um, years. Elizabeth's mom gets an apology letter in the mail what? from her dead husband. This piece of I, shit. I um, and revealed the fact that he's alive. And so when all that shit went down, he lost all his money. Instead of, you know, staying and helping his family or committing suicide, that didn't happen. He faked his own death oh and moved God. to California to start a new life, you know. And then he was, like, feeling bad, I guess. And was like, I'm writing this. I'm, what did that fucking letter say? Like, what do you say that makes nothing you can say in a letter makes that okay? Like, I can't think of anything that would be like, oh, okay, I understand. Dear like, Phoebe, I'm sorry I'm a piece of shit, but I didn't die. I'm sorry that you had a funeral for me, and I'm still alive. All she told me about this was, like, make sure you have his birth information, uh -huh. because while yes. you pull his chart, too, he I, is an asshole. I told her <laughs> there was like, an, an asshole in the story that we needed to look into, and his, <laughs> his, his, his name is also, it was Cleo. Right, I saw Cleo. that I, when I looked him up. I was like, I'll, I just looked at his name and his birth information. I, I didn't like, know that Cleo. I was like, because I saw the mom and the dad's <laughs> name, the parent name on Wikipedia, and I was like, which one is the dad? Phoebe. I, Cleo. I'm Who all for is this a lesbian couple, stuff. a progressive lesbian couple. I mean, the... I'm all for like gender neutral things. I raised my son pretty gender neutral, but. Yes. Um, I just it just threw me off with Cleo. Yeah, I've never seen Cleo as a name. The like only um, name I've ever heard of Cleo Cleopatra and yeah. then Cleo the fish on Pinocchio. It's <laughs> the only other Cleo I know. <laughs> Fun fact. Um, so after all of that happened, when they found out that he was just like a total dick, um, Elizabeth, when she turned eighteen, actually decided to move out there with her father. So oh. she hasn't seen him since she was six years old. And as soon as she finds out that he's alive, she goes out there to live with him. Oh, yeah. Okay. So okay. she had a big relocation go on there. So she went from suburbs of Boston to California. And um, once That's she, a big move. Yeah. And he was working at a naval shipyard in the San Francisco Bay. And they had, of course, if, as you can probably imagine, they had a strained relationship. There's some problems, right. you know, when you fake your death and lose <laughs> your family. Uh, 
um, starving in a tiny apartment uh, to fend for themselves. Oh, that's a lot to unpack. Uh, so they argued all the time, and after Elizabeth moved out there, she moved out of his apartment within a month. Like, about a month Okay, later. so she so, was like, okay, bye. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she, I think she moved in, it was like maybe uh, November, and then she was out by like beginning of January, so not not even two months Wow. time that that worked well, out. Well, also, how long do you really want to live with her? I yeah. don't know. I, I don't know what the, the, I couldn't find any information about like her, I, I would assume she wanted to have a relationship. I mean, well, that was a pretty big move, like you yeah. know he's alive, and it's like, oh, well, I have to get to know him. Yeah. I don't know that that's what happened, but total speculation. Uh, that seems like a heavy motivator to go out there. Um, but after that, she uh, got a job at a base exchange. She lived with friends. And then she, for a little while, she lived with an Army Air Force sergeant who she was dating. And mm -hmm. it was reported that he was abusive towards her. Oh. So um, she left him and left that area and moved to Santa Barbara. So still in California. And then she was arrested. Uh, when she was 19 years old for underage drinking at a local bar. So Elizabeth oh. was like a lot, uh, she sounds like a lot of fun. She's kind of a party <laughs> girl. Um, when that happened, this is super weird to me, but juvenile authorities, when that happened, juvenile, juvenile authorities, authorities so. sent her back to Boston or wanted to send her back to Boston to live with her mom. She didn't end up going there. She actually went to Florida instead and mm -hmm. only ended up making... Um, like kind of random trips to yeah. uh, Boston to see family. It wasn't she did not want to go back there. So um, But why is she juvenile at 19? I don't know weird. what that, that means. I don't know if that means I almost I was like well She wasn't underage. So were the cops underage? I mean, she was 21. Assuming drinking age was 21 then being 19 yeah. and getting caught underage drinking I mean technically in that way. She's a minor, but she's not a minor She's this, not a minor. Or did the like laws a, change? I, you know, I don't know, we're not we're not attorneys. We're um, no. really qualified in any way. To, I have no desire to, to, <laughs> to speak to these details. Um, so next, I'm pulling charts. By the way, I'm not. Okay. I'm not uh, ignoring you. I'm pulling. I putting figured in you were taking some sort of a note. Maybe yes. writing down some important details some that important I'm dropping. Details. Dropping those deets. Those deets, man. So terrible. I. I mean, I'm gonna pull these charts and look at them for the first time. So yes, um, this I'm is literally live, pulling up right now. This is a live looking at <laughs> charts. Um, so. Okay. Once uh, Elizabeth ended up going back to Florida for a little while, she moved back to California um, around the time she was 22, and then she spent okay. the last six months of her life in the L.A. area, and uh, before she died, she was working as a waitress and rented a room behind the Florentine Gardens nightclub on Hollywood Boulevard, so she... Was where the action fun. was like you oh know, my gosh I, that's everything I've fun. ever heard about her is that she's the type of girl who liked to go out she liked to have fun she liked to date she liked to you know have a good time and people described her as an aspiring actress uh, that she wanted to be a film star but there was no actual credits or any acting credits nothing um, to support but right. what she, that she actually did any acting but that it was maybe a dream or a goal of hers. And she was beautiful. She was absolutely stunning. So um, I feel like she could have definitely been a, a screen star of the yeah of like, the forties. It sounded like she was living for that. And she I was mean. was fun and outgoing and and beautiful. And, but unfortunately, you know, bad bad things happen. <laughs> 
the last time she was seen alive was on January 9th in 1947. So you got to think like it's in California and it's January, so it's cold, but it's not that cold. Yeah. So it's you're probably talking like 40, 50 degree weather. It's not like it's like it is here, um, where it gets down to you know 10 <laughs> degrees and it's freezing. Um, so she had just gotten home from a trip that she took to San Diego. She was dating a 25 year old married salesman. And they went on like a little fling weekend, so she liked. She definitely liked to date and liked liked the men, and they liked her. Uh, so he said he dropped her off at the Baltimore Hotel in downtown LA, and she supposedly had plans to meet her sister. That her sister was coming. One of her sisters um, was coming into All town right. that day. So he says he dropped her off. Yeah. That was the last time he saw her. Mm -hmm. I couldn't find any reports of her sister actually going there. If yeah. they actually. Um, did anything together because this was just kind of like there's no nothing on record that I could find of the sister saying anything to corroborate that evidence or that alibi of I dropped her off here and then so um, then some people of the Baltimore like so yeah. some of the staff and just like patrons that were there said they saw her in the lobby using the telephone that mm -hmm. same night so that corroborates it um, and that she was seen at a cocktail lounge about like half a mile down the road from the from the hotel. Ooh. I think I said the Baltimore. It's the Biltmore. The oh, Biltmore. that's confusing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. No. I, Biltmore. Only the facts. <laughs> we got the solid we, facts. We've got the facts for you. <laughs> um, so that was the last time anyone saw her alive, and that was January 9th. So six days later. In the morning of January 15th, 1947, mm -hmm. this is when her body was discovered, and oh. it was so sad. So it was found in a vacant lot in L.A. Uh, the neighborhood was really underdeveloped, yeah. so a lot of the area was vacant. But still, it was a wide-open area, like a grassy area right next to the sidewalk. It was a really public location okay. where it was very clear oh, the person wanted the body to be found. Um, and a, a local mom... Just like walking with her three-year-old daughter is the one who actually discovered Elizabeth's body around 10 a.m. Um, and of course, this is the famous saying. Like initially, she thought she had come across a mannequin. Everybody always says that. Like really? it, it's so, it was so common. It's one of those wow. things that like it's almost like your brain tricks you. Like you yeah, see this. Like well, of course it's not a dead body. Of course it's this. You're seeing something it's absolutely your, horrific, yeah. and it's like our brain is trying to trick us. Like we're hitting a level oh. of cognitive dissonance where we've got to. We've got to rearrange the story and believe that it's something else. Um, but once she realized that it was a body, she ran to a nearby house and called the police. So, wow. just kind of the state of the body. This is one of the um, most infamous things about this case. This is what yeah. made it so salacious. It wasn't like it was just a murder. Her yeah. body was so severely mutilated. She was completely severed at the waist. All of the blood had been drained out of her body, so it was really clear that she was not killed at the location that her body was dumped. I mean, so she was moved. There was no blood at the crime scene. Like all of the blood had been emptied in what was what is speculated to be like a bathtub that yeah. somebody had cut her in half and drained all the blood. Um, yeah. So her skin was just this porcelain white. I've seen, I've seen all the pictures of the autopsy photos and the crime scene photos. We won't be showing them. No, but I mean, it's, it's one of those things I don't recommend yeah. looking at it, especially if you're sensitive, you yeah. know, it's a major trigger to look at something like that, but um, it just helps me to kind of understand mm -hmm. what the victim really went through. That's 
need, I need to study these types of things. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's something that I'm really passionate about learning and really just kind of getting into where the victim was and what they went through and what that experience was like for them and how much they must have suffered. Yeah. And it sucks that this is still unsolved. Um, but they presume that she'd been dead for about 10 hours before okay. she was discovered. So that would put it right around like midnight. So no one knows okay. her actual time of death. But it's um, said to believe either the 14th or the 15th, okay. the early hours. But they found her at 10 a.m., 10 hours prior. That puts it We have a rough at time. Midnight. I can pull a rough time. Yeah. Also, if this person was super sick and wanted to kill her at midnight. Like, you know, I, we don't know what <laughs> kind of person we're dealing with, but that seems really oh. witchy and just like something yeah. that maybe somebody that's this demented, I don't know. Right. And there's no telling how long she was held captive before that. But um, the other interesting thing about it was that her body was completely washed clean. So not only was there no blood, like, at the crime scene, there was no blood on her body. There was, oh. it, she had been oh. thoroughly washed and, and cleaned. Wow. So um, her face had been slashed from the corners, so to make like, yeah. a clown smile was really upsetting. Um, <laughs> the lower half of her body was positioned a significant distance away from the upper half, so you're seeing a torso space and then the lower half that of the body. That kind of reinforces that mannequin thing. Like, oh, yes. mannequin broke. The yes. legs were spread open. Wow. She had been posed. Her arms were positioned at right angles up wow. above her head. Um, so it was really degrading. That whoever mm -hmm. did this to her wanted to humiliate yes. and degrade her. Mm -hmm. And the way that she was positioned and she was nude and she was spread open and it was just completely devastating. So, um, after, and this is the weirdest thing about these times. So, like, yeah. after her body was discovered, like, now this would never be a thing. <laughs> uh, because most most police officers now follow a protocol of, like, getting the scene situated. And you are, like, roping it off and you are getting the crime scene. Like, nobody cross mm -hmm. it. But back then, a bunch of, like, looky-loos can just come hang out. So reporters just, were... Just, like, standing around. Yes, and... like, onlookers and reporters just, like, glaring at this oh, poor woman's body. So it was just horrible. Um, it's crazy to think about that. One person who was on the scene who was super famous that I just want to mention is Aggie Underwood. I don't know if you've heard much about her. I think so. So she's a super badass, really tenacious <laughs> reporter um, in the 40s, like during all this time. Yeah. I can't remember like the span of her career, but she was pretty famous. And uh, she was just a badass woman in a man's world, like kind of doing the work that men right. did. And she was one of the first reporters on the scene for this story. So she's just kind of a badass. So, you know, um, making that's making that's huge strides for women, which is just pretty cool in a non-traditional yeah. work environment. I keep so. forgetting that this is what was a while ago. Yeah, like, this I keep, is I have 1940, to remind myself what year this is. 1947. Yeah. So we're, we're talking back in the day. Back so, in the day. Um, again, like, seen all these photos is a really devastating scene um but things that they found near the body so evidence there was hardly any obviously the body was scrubbed clean but nearby yeah. they did find a footprint so there was a footprint there were tire track marks mm -hmm. and then there was like a it's described as a cement bag so i guess like a bag that held right concrete i've seen yeah i know those are those are kind of like hemp bags like, like a like, like a big, Burlap, burlap kind of material, bags. like a yeah. sack sort of a thing. So they found one of those at the scene, and it had like a fluid, like watery blood fluid inside. So assuming that is how she was brought to the location that she was transported. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so she was, uh, during her autopsy, so she's five foot five. She weighed 115 pounds, had light blue eyes, brown hair. Um, and this was a weird fact. They said she has, she had badly decaying teeth. So, I, that's a, just an interesting yeah. fact. Um, I don't know what dental care was like in the 40s. I, I would assume it wasn't fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> just going out on a limb, yeah. but it wasn't great. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, but she had ligature marks on her ankles, wrists, oh. neck. Um, and those have to be imprinted before death, don't they? Right, right? that's what leads me to speculate yeah. that maybe she was you know tied up for right. a period of time possibly yeah. tortured there's also um because of the state of her body they assume there was maybe a sexual assault took mm -hmm. place um there were and she could have been drugged right i don't know i mean i'm assuming they did toxicology yeah. there i couldn't find any details about yeah. that um but they they said she also had lacerations on her forearms, uh, to wow. her chest. She had pieces of her skin that were completely cut off around her breasts. Um, again, like the lower half of her body had been completely removed um, underneath the lumbar spine. So it's between a specific vertebrae. It's a trained skill. It's a skill that you have to be taught to do. It's actually a procedure that they used to do in the 1930s. And Whoa. let me see if I can pronounce this right. It's <laughs> called a hemicorporectomy. Oh, okay. So cutting a corpse in yeah. half is literally yeah. kind of what that <laughs> translates to. Um, but it's a it's a specific technique that was actually taught. So during a specific time frame of the 1930s, mm -hmm. you're talking it's 17 years later. Mm -hmm. So it's somebody who is probably an probably established, yeah, an established yeah. medical person. So somebody who's definitely older, mm -hmm. um, who was around during the time to learn that. That's just a really interesting detail. Um, so it's it's a super specific procedure. It would require medical training, and the coroner noticed very little bruising along the incision line. So that says it, it was done after death. So a post um, post mortem right. cut, um, which is probably good because oh my god, it's yeah. just horrific. So I'm hoping um, that she was not conscious for a lot of this. That's uh, in my back in the back of my right. mind. The cuts on her face. Uh, one side had a three inch cut. That's pretty significant. The other side was two and a half for the. The horrible smile. Uh, the skull wasn't fractured. There was bruising on her scalp and a small amount of bleeding. So it was consistent with blows to the head, but the cause of the death was determined to be hemorrhaging from the mm -hmm. lacerations to her face and then just being in shock from the blows to the head. Wow. Um, they took samples from her body, testing for sperm. Everything came back negative because the body had been hardcore clean. Like there was not shit to scrape off. Um, the notoriety of this murder has spurred so many confessions over the years, and some are like stupid false. <laughs> like some of them, um, some of them have been like people who weren't even alive at the time she died. Like they hadn't really? even been born, oh, and they confessed, but they've oh. had over five. Sorry, excuse me. They've had over five hundred people confess to this, um, and no, nobody's been That's connected, weird. you know, definitively to the murder. And I noticed something interesting on the chart when you said that, so remind me. Oh, okay. I, it's it's just so weird. Uh, to this day, there are still 14 people, all men, 
that remain on the suspect list and the case is still unsolved. It's probably going to always be unsolved because we don't have that crucial evidence. There's no way to... There are a lot of people have like accused their relatives and like genetic relatives. <laughs> they, they must have been the person. I've like, actually seen specials about it where one guy was like, it was a conspiracy theory yeah. thing, but he was like, no, it was it was my grandfather, and here's why. And it totally made sense. Wow. And also, he was like, basically, his grandpa was a piece of shit, capable <laughs> of this, and yeah. uh, he found things in his grandpa's possessions. Mm-hmm. I guess that led him to believe that, but again, unsolved, not, um... Yeah, if there was a, if there was a, uh, like, really strong suspect or anything, I could pull their charts, so it's really interesting to get, like, yeah. a, a vibe on what's going on with them, um, Ooh, but... maybe a follow-up. We could do a follow-up oh, where we look we at could. the suspects. We could do a whole... That's a good idea. This, this case is so crazy, there could be a whole mini-series. A whole series just... It. Let's, let's just talk about Black Dahlia for, like, five episodes. Right. I don't want to, you know, <laughs> go too deep into, like, everything yeah. that happened. Everybody knows, you know, kind of the basis of the story, but mm-hmm. just, like, long story short, there's a lot of theories of what happened. Yeah. Ultimately, some monster took her life in her prime. She was only 22 she sounds like a badass chick, like, I would want to hang out with. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was kind of like a rebel. She liked to drink yeah. and date and party. Um, people speculated that she was a sex worker, but that has never been confirmed. Right. Um, I feel like that label is thrown at a lot of people, especially right. probably in the 40s. Right. <laughs> like, Only they used way um, more, they used degrading terms, like prostitute yes. and, instead of sex worker. Right. Um, ugh, terrible. But she did do something that was called dating for dinner. Mm-hmm. That was kind of seen as like living a high risk okay. lifestyle. So basically, when you can't afford dinner, you're gonna go on a date and you're yeah. gonna let dudes take you out and buy you dinner. Apparently, in the forties, like I mean, that's that's how she got by. That's how she knew she was gonna have dinner. Um, so she's a little bit of a homewrecker. She had some scandalous affairs. She dated married men. Mm-hmm. So salacious for the forties, you know. Right. So um, it's one of those. This is this salacious is, kind of, is a good word. Yes. <laughs> yes. This type of crime is still really stigmatized today, so, like, I can't imagine what it was like back then. Right. Um, but that's the gist of, of what happened to Elizabeth Short, also known as the Black Dahlia. And that was the name they came up with uh, after she had died. A lot of that has been attributed to um, different uh, reporters and journalists. Yeah. But I, I feel like Aggie... Um, Underwood was somehow involved in that. I want to say she is one of the people who coined it, but I don't know that. I just, I have an inkling. We like that. I want that to be it, if it's not true. Um, But that she dressed in black Mm -hmm. and then always had a flower in her hair. So that was, yeah, she was like a little porcelain doll. So, let's look at her chart. All right, let's look at her chart. So I gotta check the camera for a second. Okay. We're right at half an hour. Wow. Let me stop. Let me look at some charts for, uh, Elizabeth Short and Cleo Short. Is that his last name too? I don't remember. I mean, it should be. Yes. Cleo Short. Yes. All right. I have it on my, my little... A real asshole. <laughs> okay. Should we look at his first? Let's look at his first. Let's okay. see this let's, piece of let's shit. Let's bash him a little bit. First. Yeah. I'm in the mood to talk some shit about this guy. Oh, man. He I mean, sucks. traditionally, I gotta say before this, is normally you don't ever look at someone's charts with a bad intention. Um, typically, because there is a spiritual like element to this, so you you typically don't look at someone's chart and be like, "What's wrong with them?" Uh, for all of you who like go out and meet somebody you might date, and then or look at your ex's charts or something or someone you don't like, 
be careful doing that. <laughs> you're gonna. You're, you're asking for it. Yeah, you're just asking prophecy. for some negative energy coming yeah. your way. I just gotta say that. So, um, so looking at his chart, uh, without too much of, of that <laughs> backstory in mind, um, his son is in Libra. Um, it's cusping Scorpio. Um, it's conjunct uh, Mercury. So this can really make like. A, well, let me go through some basic placements first because there's a lot happening here he's got a lot of aspects i also turn on a lot of aspects on my charts um then his moon is in aquarius okay. uh, which is where my moon is um oh. and then his we don't have his rising we don't because we don't have his birth time uh, but his north node is in virgo conjunct jupiter so this is um he's he definitely through life it looks like he's heading towards a more and more detached he, he's not like there's no placements on here that show me that he is super like lovey-dovey or you know like he's <laughs> that is a um, shock <laughs> he does have a grand trine from Vesta and the moon and the sun and mercury and that could kind of give like some part of that but there's so many squares there's so many negative aspects so squares, are squares are bad squares generally. are bad uh it's it's not that they're necessarily there's a good and bad, but there's a there's an ease between the energies of placements and there is a stress a challenge between them. So okay. a square is a challenging aspect. Got it. Um, he's got a ton of those. So the grand trine is what's the only thing saving him here. He's got some grand <laughs> trines going on. There's another one from Lilith, um, Neptune, and his North Node and Jupiter Virgo. So that's probably the only thing with all his squares, all the stress on his his person um this is that's probably the only thing he probably has some inner self-fulfilling um kind of way of going about his life where he doesn't need other people because i think Clearly. the influence of other people probably just makes all these stressed placements way worse um he almost has a grand square not oh maybe he does have a grand square not quite um yeah, so let me let me turn off an aspect here because we don't have his house, his houses, actually. So yeah, that looks better. Um, his, let's see, what should we look at? Hmm. Tell me, We've I'm along for the ride. This is great. Ride. Um, man, he's got so many squares. I'm trying to figure out where to start. <laughs> Overwhelmingly a square. major thing, a major thing you want to look at with someone <laughs> is their moon placement. Everyone talks about their sun. You know, his sun is in Libra. That's general, very generally, a very pleasant place to have uh, a, any kind of planet. You know, you're, you're, it's a very balancing, very pleasant place. Uh, and Mercury being there would make it like he's maybe uh, he likes to come off smart. He's maybe he's good at communicating. Uh, very like strong common sense you know about how to be himself but um it looks like there is some stress uh coming from lilith and his south node so something from his past is something he cannot fix in his lifetime he could not fix in his lifetime um affecting how he feels about himself as a person his personality um it's kind of it's kind of like that light you shine out at people his like constantly has a shadow on it from his past um, his Lilith square to the sun and um, Mercury is showing that when he is feeling empowered, when he empowers himself to move forward through like an obstacle in life, 
it uh, causes problems to uh, his physical self, like his oh, e like stress. It related could, it could stuff? be it could be a physical thing, or it could be another sort of like his light going out. So it's, okay. it could be it could be a depression kind okay. of thing. Uh, it could be like it could be like a maybe he can't think straight because it's hitting Mercury too. That's how he think. Um, so when when he tries to empower himself through something, it kind of goes to shit. He's like shutting down. It goes to shit. I gotta get the fuck out of here. There's something I'm from the past really hitting him. Yeah, definitely. So that would make a lot of sense of why Ooh. he was like. I lost everything. Now we're broke. I can't rise up and help my family. I gotta. I'm just gonna fake my death and he can. He can rise away. up. It's fine. Right. Exactly. <laughs> he can rise up internally, but not really externally. If that ah. makes sense, because he's got he's got this inner grand trine with the moon and Vesta, like things he cares about, and he's got this other grand trine with when he stands up for himself and his illusions on life and where he's headed on his life path. Um, but it looks like it's it's more of like a very practical, detached life path to me. Um, yeah, in, in Virgo, it's not necessarily that you're that detached, but a lot of his other placements are showing me um, that he's he's not really, he's just not down to be, like, caring. Like, you know, this is going to um, require some effort, and I'm not sure that I have the energy <laughs> or the time to deal with all you six mm -hmm. women who I'm responsible for, <laughs> and five of you that I co-created. Fuck this guy. Anyway. If I could see, if I could see what was in his fifth house, I mean that usually shows a lot of like um, abundance and family type of things, especially uh, when you look at like a Vedic chart. But I don't have his house, so that's kind of uh, really only just downside to this. We can talk about his moon now, which I prefaced okay. earlier but didn't do. Okay. Um, his moon is debilitated. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> it's, it's part of the grand trine uh, with his son and Vesta. Um, but it is squared by Neptune and Juno and Ceres. So, and then there's a quincunx to his north node, which is his life path, and Jupiter. It's a lot. Wow. So, okay. this is basically breaking that down. Um, your moon is your inner self, is your emotional self, it's how you feel things, how you, how you are emotionally receiving information, how you process it. Um, on the inside, um, with this having a square to Neptune, uh, Neptune is like your intuition, your perspective on life. Okay. I mean, his inner world has an awful perspective on his life. So he, wow. he has a major challenge on tr either trusting his intuition, um, maybe he has, he could have had really bad dreams, uh, this, that could have been a pattern for him, having bad dreams all the time. Um, it could have been that he... Uh, just really thinks the world is terrible. <laughs> like, I mean, um, you know, and then the squares <laughs> to Juno and Ceres, this shows commitments in life and what you need to feel loved, and he just wasn't getting that. Um, it wow. seemed like he, whatever he, he needed like some kind of scorpionic energy uh, to feel loved and something he could commit to, but that was uh, a challenge in his life as well. It looks like he wasn't going to be receiving that in easy, any easy way. Um, the quincunx to his north node looks like to me um, that as he goes through his life path, his emotional state is just going to be getting worse. Because as you know, the further he gets through life, the more he heads down his life path, it's getting worse. It's a problem he can't solve. Um, yeah, it's, it's some kind of block 
whenever there's a quintuple, like, okay. a, like a, a block there. Mental, or emotional. You can't do. Um, yeah. It could, I mean, it's definitely emotional because it's saying his moon. Okay. Um, his moon in Aquarius, uh, since I have my moon in Aquarius, I could talk about that a little bit. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not that Aquarians are cold. A lot of people say that. I've like, heard that actually a lot. They're very cold yeah. or they just, they just don't care. They're detached. And, and I mean, I mean, in a way, yeah, they are detached. They're an air sign. Um, it's not the most emotional place for the moon to be. Uh, a water sign would be much more emotional. Well, what? A much more emotional Pisces, moon. what's up? <laughs> I'm a Scorpio. I get, I got a Scorpio stellium. I do have a lot of emotion. So maybe that's bouncing my moon out a little bit. But, yeah. um, you know, when you have this, uh, it's a, it's like a very thoughtful placement. You're, it's kind of like your, your mind becomes a library. So it's... <laughs> Whoa, my it's eyes like, just got it's, so wide. Right, right. It's like if, if you are thinking about, or the way you process emotions, it's like you're just pulling books out of off the shelves and you're like trying to figure out wow. what you're gonna do. And it's, it's, it's a caring placement, but it's not caring in a maternal way. It's not a nurturing oh, Okay. It's not a, oh my gosh, I wanna take care of you. Like, oh my gosh, like, uh, what do you need? What do you need? How, like, how can I help you? I love you so much. Ah. It's not so much that. It's more of like an altruistic, they're thinking on a bigger, perspective. Oh, emotionally. okay. So this is That's like, cool. well, you know, maybe I can't, like if you had a problem, okay, with my Aquarian moon hearing your problem, <laughs> I'm like, how can we fix it so no one has this problem ever again? <laughs> ah, so I'm, you're like solving like world social problems yes. versus like, mm -hmm. I need to be here for you and comfort yes. you. Aquarius. Versus a Pisces who yes. is like, how can I make you comfortable right how now? Can how I, can I serve I want to be you? compassionate to yes. you. Yes, how can Pisces. I pour good mm -hmm. things into your heart right now? Yes. Like, that's a very Cancer wants to, take, wants to mother you through it. Um, Scorpio wants to, like, delve down and help you through your dark problems, like, through your, in your deep emotional self. Aquarius wants to fix the social order of, the, of why that it is, happened at all. That is a really um, it's beautiful, beautiful perspective. In its own yes, yeah. it really is. It's like very mm -hmm. like a social psychology perspective <laughs> where it's like yes. I want to look at the world as a whole. I love sociology. Yeah, I think it really Super appealed cool. to my Aquarian moon. Um, in those world problems. Yeah, you're worried about the the masses with yeah. that with that kind of placement. I also talk about Aquarius as cat like. like oh yeah, cat -like. yeah. Because a cat that. like a dog would be like a cancer. In this, in this analogy, like a dog is like always there and they're like always loving you. I guarantee like, my dog oh is my sitting gosh. on the other side of the door right now. I guarantee <laughs> she waiting. wants out here oh, so bad. Can I come over and meet yes. you? Yes. Um, <laughs> the Aquarius is the cat. Aquarius is like, I love you. I love all this. This is great. Uh, I'm going to come go do my own thing. I'll let you know bit. when I want affection. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll come over when it's time to do that. But, like, I got, like, my thing. own, like, perspective going here. That's kind of how I like to explain it, rather okay. than cold. I like that. Yeah. I feel like the Aquarians mm -hmm. out there are going to like that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, so, yeah, that on top of having that kind of mindset on life and your emotions, with all of those debilitating factors like not having what you need to feel loved not being able to like have a good perspective on life or feel good about your choices you're probably your gut, gonna be a shitty gut. dad you can't too. trust your gut mm -hmm. you can't it, there's a lot of stress here uh, there's a million other things that you talk about but we can move on let's um, talk about the person that we um uh, really want to talk about 
Miss Elizabeth Short. Okay, what's our time like? Okay, we're good. Oh my gosh, we're doing fantastic. When I talk, I always feel like I've talked forever. You're because you're giving so much information. <laughs> That's why, it's because you are like giving so much information in, in one you think sentence. So? That, yes, <laughs> so I, I'm loving this. It's so All great. Right, right. I'm having such a good time with you. Oh my god. Perfect. Okay, I hope. If, also, with these charts, if you guys want to pull these, I will put their birth information in the description so you can pull charts. I know a lot of people like to pull charts nowadays. Now you can do it online, so it's so easy. I will not be pulling any charts <laughs> for anyone anywhere ever. But I would love in the comments if people started like just going over their, these charts with yeah. me. That would be so fun. There's no way I could I could go through every detail of these charts in these podcasts. But and I would love to have a discussion about these Yes, charts. and if anybody has uh, some awesome, fun details mm-hmm. about anything I was unsure about mm-hmm. with the actual murder and the story there, like, please. Yes, because there's so many things you could find. Uh, and if anyone finds a birth time, oh, oh I need birth Bonus times. points for the birth Bonus time. points for a birth yes. time. You'll get a shout-out. You'll get, yes. I don't know, something. A dollar. Maybe I'll, do, I'll no. pull your chart and give you some <laughs> of my opinions. A dollar's not a good price. I a dollar. <laughs> We're going to ship a dollar to you. One. It's going to cost more to ship the dollar yes. than to One <laughs> paper dollar. dollar. Oh, my God. <laughs> One literal paper dollar. Oh. We'll autograph it. Yes. I think that sounds <laughs> like a fantastic price. I'm so you know, maybe you, maybe you tell us what you want. <laughs> you name your prize. This is the ultimate prize where you choose it. Oh okay, no. <laughs> Let me see here. We got Elizabeth Short, Black Dahlia. We're going to look at her natal chart first, and then we're going to pull the time we think she died. Yes, That's okay. That's what I want to do. So it's like a paranormal mm-hmm. almost. Okay. Yes. All right, I'm going to be good. Here All right. Go. Here we go. So her son is in Leo. Uh, this is, as soon as you started talking about her party life, this made absolute sense to me. But she, she's got her son in Leo, Neptune in Leo, Mercury in Leo, that's uh, Leo Stellium. Leo really likes um, to live up, live their life. They want to live it to the fullest. Yes. They want to feel, I mean, Leos are almost given, like, gifted abundance. They're like, like they're blessed with abundance in their life. Wow. Um, Leo, they, they got the energy from the sun just like coming through them. They're just, um, that's why a lot of people say they're arrogant is like, you know, they're just, oh, or yeah. people say, you know, if, if your Leo is going in a negative direction, it can come off arrogant. Okay. Um, but generally Leo is super fun, loving, playful. They care. They want people around them to be having a good time. Yeah. Like that's very like party loving placement. I totally. Bet that's um, what she was like. Mm-hmm. And having her son there, it's like her, her life force, you know, is like yeah. that, is that vibe. And then having her Neptune there, her North node there, that is where she's headed in life. Having this amazing, they also enjoy performing. Um, oh, a lot of Leo mm-hmm. placements will enjoy performing. Um, wow. You know, you want, you kind of like the attention. There's nothing wrong with liking attention. They like some attention. Um, Neptune there, that's her perspective on life. Her intuition is from, is coming from that place. Um, Her Mercury, that's the way she thinks. She thinks out loud. Like, she probably was very vocal with her opinions. Yes, Um, I fucking (laughs) hope so. Yeah, she was probably, like, very, um, and, you know, that's, that brings, like, a light to her thinking. I mean, she, um... Yeah, this is, she was, she was clever. She was clever. She was, uh, in my, from just looking at this, it looked like she was clever. She could speak her mind. She uh, had a relatively good aspect, good uh, view on life. Um, 
And that's like where she was going, you know? Like, ah, that's her life path. That, like that's that where sucks. she was destined to go. Um, and it's almost like it, it really steered her into her uh, fate, you know? Like her destiny, yeah. that kind of was her destiny. So that's yeah. what happened. It also makes sense that her body was found so publicly. Because when you look at this, um, her the sun sign is, uh, I can't see her houses, but her sun sign could represent her physical being. Yeah. Uh, and being in Leo, that's put on spotlights. Like her body was in, it was almost performing even after yeah. it died. And it does seem like that is put, part of the shock value yes. that the murderer wanted to do that mm -hmm. maybe it was somebody who didn't like a woman, you yeah. know, being outgoing and, yeah. and partying and mm -hmm. fun loving and like being herself, teach, yeah. teaching a lesson and, and humiliating her and, 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 and putting oh, it on disgusting. show. Because yes. her body being on show, having that son in Leo. It's put on the show. Ugh. It's put on as a show. Um, it's yeah, it's awful. Um, but that that does show on her chart. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a quincunx coming from her sun to Mars and Vesta. Uh, and for me, interpreting this without houses, it looks like you know her um, ambitions in life were blocked. Um, and her something she truly, truly cared about, like some what she was most devoted to. This is in Pisces, by the way. Oh, <laughs> yes. um, she had this sort of flow to the way she like, uh, you know, Mars is like your fiery passion. She had like a Pisces flow to it. Wow. Um, so she that's really beautiful. I we want had, some of that. We had Mars <laughs> transiting through Pisces in December last year. So I don't know how you, how your dancing and everything was in December, but I remember feeling like. It was a lot more flowy. You know, you get kind of like a yeah. flow rather than like an anger. Actually, I was passion. only going to flow classes the month really? of December. I was avoiding that, anything yeah. but <laughs> the flow classes. Mm -hmm. That's super funny. I That's took a break thing. and I started only taking uh, like floor work kind yeah. of like. That was all I wanted to do was, was flow, flow. Yeah. Yes. Wow. That, that's that feeling. That's that feeling of that, that Mars and Pisces. And then having uh, Vesta there, that's where my Vesta is as well. It's, um, it really makes it like. You are just so devoted to that otherworldly energy, like, like it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, and that's that for her was so beautiful. Except, it looks like it blocks her life, <laughs> uh, from t basically going on. There's there's wow. a this unstoppable force showing here from that like drive and that physical movement. You know, you can see physical movement through Mars, mm -hmm. um, hitting her life force, her her sun sign. I'm not sure if I'm explaining this well enough, but it it really looks like there is an obstacle that she couldn't have avoided. Okay. Um, by her living her life and moving into her life path, it is wow. it looks kind of destined in a way. That is so. Uh, if we're just reading this for a death. that, you can just see that. If we're just reading her chart for a death, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I couldn't look at, at your chart and be like, "This is how you'll die." Right. Uh, it's also <laughs> very arrogant and wrong to do. And, and we do not do that. Don't um, be an asshole. Yeah, one of my favorite astrologers, he goes, all these astrologers predicting deaths out there are the biggest assholes ever. Yes, <laughs> what a piece of shit. Uh, you know, because no. people will go to an astrologer and they'll tell them you're going to die in, in uh, 2020. And they, what the hell is that? You no. don't know. Like, you can't assume to know. What, when you look at a death on a chart, it's really got to just be something that the chart will allow based on the transits going on around. 
Um, personally, I also believe that you kind of are given some options in life. Uh, this is like a very common spiritual belief that like uh, people have near-death experiences. Right. I've had a near-death experience. There's a video on my YouTube of this. Uh, but Shit. It's, it's basically like you're, you're um, maybe you signed an agreement spiritually to live this life yeah. under this energy that you're given in this birth chart. Um, from the moment you were born in this life, yeah. um, and you're kind of given some outs, like, hey, like if it's too bad right now, maybe this is an option to leave. Here's another option to leave, and here's a third option to leave. Generally, people say you're giving third, op three options throughout your life. I have like, so I've had <laughs> those, but not near death experiences. Yeah. So it's been in a way of like, with what getting sober was mm -hmm. to me. Like I had hit such a bad point with right. it that it was like. I, mm -hmm. it was almost like making a deal. Like, yeah. I, I, if I stop like, doing this, right. like, can I just be okay? Can mm -hmm. I just have a life that's not absolute shit? Yes. Like, can I, and, and then taking that path and trusting that it was going to work out and that everything bad that was going on just seemed to kind of fall into the cracks and like, yeah. it cleared this path that I didn't, and it was like a rebirth. It was like something I didn't know. It was like, all right, here we're coming through out of this. Yeah. I didn't know I could have a good life. I didn't yeah. know I could do that. So it was kind of like that rebirth that you're wow. talking about, but without the near-death Right. Yeah. No, I just can come in multiple forms. Um, yes. So if you haven't had a near-death experience, <laughs> doesn't mean. <laughs> yeah. And you never know. Mine, mine was like a, a a bus coming. Like, oh, I, was, I was almost hit by Mean girl style. You were about to Regina George all over the concrete. Oh. I never thought about it that way. That's oh all God. I would think about. I'm such oh, a nostalgic I'm really, dork. I'm so mad, but also delighted you mentioned it. That's, that's, that's in my brain forever now. Yep, I'm glad you um, can connect the two. I'm glad I helped. Yes. I'm here to help. And, and another thing with this, I'm not sure if she had any addictions. Um, yeah, but Pisces, she does that. have a Pisces stellium. Oh, she's so fucked. Pisces, <laughs> you're so fucked. Uh, Pisces is, it's super, super common for uh, Pisces to find, they're looking for an escape. Yep. Anyone with a lot of Pisces All energy, day. <laughs> they're looking for an escape. You need uh, to find a healthy escape. You need to find, not, it, it's super common for the people to find escape through drugs and alcohol yes. or any other addiction. Maybe you're addicted Eating to something. Um, yeah, like anything like that. Something where you can kind of give yourself an illusion of like maybe control over life or like just really it's mainly yeah. an escape for Pisces. Control not so is a big part of it mm -hmm. for me too though. Like okay. control and escape. Feeling like everything's yeah. out of control. I can't, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I've got this thing that I can like <laughs> obsess over and like try to manipulate mm -hmm. and control and make it this thing that's mine that nobody right. can take from me. It's a weird it's a look at your chart again. <laughs> Girl, it's fucked up. I don't know. With this, okay. having her having her with a stallion here, I mean, she she really could have been looking for an escape with her, with all the excitement in her uh, life that she was really pushing towards. She was looking for excitement in life, probably partly as an escape. It's an opposition. Yeah. A lot of these places are in opposition for her, so it's not an exact an exact one. But yeah. Um, and it looks like yeah, she's coming from a, a colder place to this. She's wanting to live her life, but it. It wasn't, it, there was a, an issue and it must have really manifested poorly. I mean, obviously it did manifest right. really poorly for her. Um, her moon, we got to talk about her moon. Okay. Um, where we at time-wise? We got a few minutes to talk about her moon. Um, her moon is, I wouldn't call it debilitated. I would say she has okay. a nice moon placement. It's in Cancer, the moon likes being in Cancer. It's very okay. emotional, but like you don't hold a grudge too badly. Like 
not that a cancer moon can't hold a grudge, <laughs> but they're less likely to hold a grudge. Okay. Um, they, uh, it looks like she has problems with, uh, it's conjunct, okay, it's conjunct Pluto, so this means that she's even better at changing, you know, her emotional self. She goes through transitions in life probably pretty well. Hmm. Um, well, she's had to transition a lot. A lot of times. From childhood when you have a disruption yeah. and chaos, like, mm -hmm. a lot of kids just learn to adapt. They learn yeah. that to be normal through the chaos, especially if it's happening. I can right. only imagine having five sisters. First of all, <laughs> that many girls in a house sounds horrifying. Um, and then to, like, be living on just a bookkeeper's salary back then when a woman is the head of the household, only doing it herself, it was so uncommon. Like, I'm sure that she had to make it's a lot so, of adjustments, you know? It, absolutely. Like, it, that's definitely showing as, as a pattern for her in her life. Yeah. Um, oh, that's another way you can view a chart is these are the patterns you're going to be going through with your life. Yeah. Over and over. It's like your life is sort of programmed loosely. Like so crazy to figure out. <laughs> it's, I have so many different... I have so many dumb astrology uh like what's the word like a phrase like a, like a simile but a, like a metaphor like oh, a, yeah and um analogy that's what mm, i'm looking for yeah so many astrology analogies it's stupid um all right so off of this we have it uh, looks like probably an issue with commitment maybe she doesn't okay. want doesn't really want to be married maybe she isn't doesn't she maybe she, maybe if she had lived longer she could have overcome this, but it looked like she was not really looking for a commitment. Um, uh, it right looks away. like she was uh, dating um, some unavailable people also. Like yeah, it, maybe it, that was a selection because it, they weren't yeah. looking for a commitment. I don't know. Um, I mean, it looks like she wasn't, at least at least for some part of her life, she dealt with an issue with commitment. And I could see that. It could also be showing through uh, based off of a commitment from her mother, her mother not having a commitment. The moon mm -hmm. can also show how you feel about your mother. So this can be showing uh, a challenge, a stress with commitment from the mother, and a lot of, and a very changeable mother. Um, there are some positive placements, which is why I didn't say it was debilitated. Okay. Um, basically, we've got um, her inner self really loved that flow we were talking about, mm -hmm. um, how she could flow through life, and really she wanted to kind of escape in this watery, water sign kind of place. Um, so then we've got that. We've got uh, another sextile to Ceres. And Ceres is what you need to feel loved in the world. So this is the energy you need around you to feel loved. Hers was in Taurus. She wanted some kind of stability. Yeah, Taurus is a really stable sign. She wanted some kind of either she wanted to have, she wanted to, she wanted to either accumulate stability or accumulate things. She liked some, she might have um, had, she might have felt better emotionally when she had some material things she really liked, or like a super um, cute dress, maybe a little collections or something. <laughs> uh, it, it's not something she necessarily had to have, but it would have. Oh, I say that. I mean, she's gonna feel a lot more emotionally secure if she has that. Yeah. Um, that's. It looks like it's part of her escapism too. Oh yeah. Totally yeah. makes sense. Um, her Chiron is an Aries, so Aries mm. is a little bit of, Chiron shows a place where you are, um, we got a minute. Oh my god! <laughs> Chiron shows a place where you are vulnerable. Okay. So this is a place where you are at fault, like, but it's not your, it's not, if something happens to you and it's not your fault. Okay. There's something that you couldn't have done anything about. It's your like life your, circumstances. Yes, basically. it's basically yeah. It's usually yeah. a life circumstance. Okay. Um, for her in Aries, uh, Aries is aggression. Uh, Aries mm -hmm. is um, 
passion. It's uh, it's that fiery energy. Um, it's also the self, the ego. So um, this could then this could manifest as like violence to her being herself. Um, it's not necessarily her doing it to herself, but it could be like a combat. It's a combative energy. That's the well, best word I could say. Then, because there was a speculation about the boyfriend that she had that was abusive towards her, so it could have been oh, like yeah. her attraction to abusive relationships potentially. That could definitely. Or being be involved in an abusive relationship and kind of feeling like. Yeah. You know, that's the kind of love I that could definitely expect and deserve is an abusive form of love. So I don't know. It could be could yeah. be related. She she does have her um, Venus in Cancer. She uh, has a really nice Venus placement. Um, it looks like how she loved uh, was not the issue. It looks like it's all these other trauma. Things. It wasn't something she was doing necessarily, I think. Okay. Um, she looks like she's a very caring person. A very caring person. Awesome. Yes! She's got that nurturing aspect to her. That's fantastic. And just her, mm -hmm. but... I mean, her, her chart to me, I mean, it looks like she has some very strong energies <laughs> coming through like she's got really strong leo energy coming through really strong pisces really strong cancer energy coming through um and those are um you know that's kind of drama that, that does create yeah. drama in your life when you have that those energies combined um yeah yeah um i it's overall she she seems like a very lovely <laughs> person i don't know such a bummer. So now that you're all really bummed out about what a beautiful soul that the world lost in a really devastating, fucked up way, um, we have a favor to ask. So we are trying to come up with a name for this whole experience. And <laughs> this whole experience. We, I mean, I don't. It, this was an experience. Yes, uh, was an experience. Hopefully, a good one. I definitely had a lot of fun and really enjoyed it because I love these topics and mm -hmm. I think it's different. It's not a conversation that people are really having. <laughs> so um, hopefully you guys enjoyed it and had fun with it and can yeah. play along with us. Mm -hmm. But we've got some fun kind of ideas we've been flirting with for a name. Yes. Um, but some of them are really silly. <laughs> we're not sure if we're on the right track or not. But um, I'm going to put up a poll. Yes, we for put up a poll. our name for our new experience we're this giving experience, everyone that's what we're gonna call uh, it. we're gonna continue with more cases you can sit, feel free to send us your favorite yes. cases um what do you want to hear about <laughs> i we're we'd love to talk about uh murder trials murder investigations uh we're paranormal not, experiences yeah. i'd love to get into some um some ghost uh yes some fun ghost activity some ghost activity yeah. um and it doesn't have to be just a murder victim it can be mm -hmm. like a serial killer if you're serial interested in like super interesting charts to look at yeah like really just oh anybody anybody with a cool chart maybe this is like a maybe it's the <laughs> historical chart experience Ooh. what is this this could be so many things yeah but it's gotta have a dark spin on it or we're not gonna yeah look at it, so come on. the stars are <laughs> for murder no i don't know that was my really bad name. Yeah. So check out my Instagram at Aruka Rose. I'm going to put up um, some things on my story, trying to figure out a name. And, and then um, you can find me. I'm at Brit 
B-R-I-T-T underscore Oakley, like Annie Oakley, like the glasses um, on Instagram as well. So, <laughs> this has been fun. I really had a good time. Yes. I feel like we're going to get in a better flow with this. You don't have to kind of, um, what's the what's the phrase? Just be patient. Be patient with us. We're working on this. We're new. We're new. I'm new. You're, you're like kind of experienced. I've made a I'm, few videos, but not anything like this. I try to not be on videos ever if I don't have to, but here I am. Um, sorry. Oh, my God. So we got, we got the, we got, we're getting, we're gonna get some mics. We're gonna get our setup going. We're gonna, we're gonna get professional. We're gonna get a name. We're, we're gonna, gonna get all of it. We're gonna become so legit. Um, thank you for being here. It was fantastic. <laughs> thank you for being here. So hit subscribe. Leave a comment below either on the chart or the story. Yes. I, I want to have a conversation for sure. Um, That's what we want to do. We want a conversation. We want to interact. We want opinions. We want feedback. So, yeah. Thank you for Thank watching you. so much, and we'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>